0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. We're excited that you're here connecting with us at MRCC, the Intermittent Podcast, just a different way to connect with us here at Mount Rainier Christian Center in Enumclaw, Washington, for those of you who aren't in our area. Uh, My name is Tyler. I am the online campus pastor here at MRCC, and uh, this is just another exciting day here at the, the church office. I'm joined with Pastor Brent. He is the group's pastor and resident IT department. He's the entire department.
1: I'm the entire department. Yeah, you are. Today's a special podcast for two very important reasons. The first one being that it is Tyler's actual birthday today. (laughs) Everybody clap for Tyler. It's his birthday. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what's the other reason?
1: The other reason is that we have our um, fantastic uh, guest today, who is the worship pastor here at Mount Rainier Christian Center. It's Weston Buck, the one and only, Hell. the one and
2: only. It oh, is wait, not wait. my
0: birthday. You mean the Weston Buck? The Weston Buck, the one that that had the fourth most requested song in two thousand and
1: nine in Reno, no. Nevada. Oh, That's you the one, the same. It. Oh my goodness! It yep. can't be. It is. It is. It is. I in the flesh, and he was even so nice to bring Tyler a
0: birthday treat. He did. Okay, so if you don't know. Today is the first day that Starbucks released their pumpkin spice stuff. Oh, a glorious day. But I don't like pumpkin spice, but they came out with something last year that is totally mind-blowing and changed the game. Pumpkin cold brew. So this is my first one of the year. This is going to be my first sip. You guys get Take this Take that on sippy, air. boy. Ready? Let's Ready? do it. Oh, that's glorious. That's the sound it, of a I'm happy a birthday. Jealous. <laughs>
2: I'm jealous, too. I what? do believe this will convert... If you've never the, the hardest anti pumpkin spice. If you've never
1: heard of or seen the pumpkin cold brew at Starbucks, essentially what it's what it is it's it's cold brew coffee with some pumpkin flavor in it. And what they've done is they've put this light airy, essentially pumpkin whipped cream foam on the top. And once you're done with that, in my opinion, once you're done with the whipped cream, the drink is worthless. <laughs> yes. Like that's the best part of the drink. So and you it know is the secret
0: on how to how to actually get this drink, right? Do you have to ask for extra grande? Pumpkin cold brew, no ice, extra foam. Uh, yeah. No ice, no extra ice. foam, no ice, is the way extra to go. foam.
1: That's how you cheat the system. That's how, yeah.
0: All that extra foam is a wonderful thing. What are we going to talk about today? Well, like you said, we have Pastor Weston here hey with guys. us. And I mean, it's been a long time since Pastor Weston has preached. And you know, so it has been. And also it's been COVID 2020. We've added a lot to our congregation. And so, um, before you get to preach again at some point we were like hey why don't you come on the podcast and just talk about you know who you are what you do why you're here your heart all that stuff so weston first question what's your deepest darkest sin just kidding uh uh,
2: envy (laughs) envy of pumpkin spice cold brews yes jealousy
0: yep i forgive you for it thank you i'm working on it
2: (laughs) consider Um, this my repenting Okay, good. But
0: hey, just to start out, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your family, yeah. all that, oh, and man. and and we'll go from there.
2: Oh man! Well, first, I I just want to say, church family, I love you. It is an honor to serve at MRCC and to be your worship pastor. If you don't know me, uh, my name is Weston. My wife's name is Stacy, and we have a um, an infant little Brielle. She's turning one next month. We're That's super. So crazy. Ex- it's crazy. I will tell Can't you what. Uh, you know Stacy was pregnant through 2020 and that seemed like the longest year of our lives and then right after Brielle was born in last September this last year was like for sure the fastest year we've ever experienced ever in our lives it's been crazy but you know we moved up here from Reno Nevada where um, I got to serve in worship ministry for almost 10 years and and you know it's amazing God's call because And his ability to to exceed expectations or to steer you in a place where you may not always um, expect to see yourself. And that's exactly what he did in our lives, where he called us on this new journey where we always imagined that we would serve in Reno. That's where our families are. But God, through some crazy circumstances, called us on a journey to basically uproot our lives and... and, in, and somehow plant it in this little town called Enumclaw, Washington. And just in an act of his faithfulness, we said yes to this call. And in this journey, we've got to fall in love with the church all over again, fall in love with this community, and just get deep and rooted in, in God's faithfulness and what it truly means to be a church family. And so it has just completely blown us away. But if you didn't know, um, I used to do music and things um growing up you know me and my my family we thankfully i'm a twin if you don't know this but my uh me and my twin we were born with some health defects and through that my mom was saved through some friends to deal with some of the trauma that she had to deal with with both of her twins um i was born without a heartbeat my brother was born not breathing and they shipped us off to separate cities to get surgeries when we were born and through that my mom was saved that's awesome. Raised us up, knowing Jesus. We kind of grew up in and out of the church. And then, you know, I started getting involved in music. my My dad played guitar. There was always music in the household. loved it. started pursuing um my own little music career, like Tyler mentioned earlier. Uh, I was in a band. We did some touring, did some shows. And then, um after high school, I started doing some solo music and started playing around clubs and things around Reno. and at that point, I started drifting away from the church and I really just started pursuing a lot of uh, a lot of self- gain, a lot of things to that I thought was cool. I really thought I was a really cool guy. And um you know, we me me and some buddies made a song about Twitter, got picked up on the radio in a couple of cities and it was it was a fun time. And then, man, let me just tell you, it seemed like, Every door that that career was going through would close. Anytime I felt like I was about to break through, through something for to pursue any kind of career, a door would close, or I would just keep hitting a wall. And it's like, why, why isn't this breaking through? It was like I was trapped in some sort of bubble, and I couldn't really ever make something of myself with this music. And then through some circumstances and some poor decisions, man, it actually ended up some me losing trust with my parents. I started getting involved with with partying and some alcohol and things of that nature. And with it all it all came to a head when it actually came to a point where I was actually arrested for consumption, my, being a minor in consumption mm-hmm. of alcohol. And that sometimes God's got to kind of rip the carpet underneath you or yeah. you need to experience, you need to be at your biggest low. To finally just take a look at yourself and realize, man, something's got to change. And I remember when that happened, I just pleaded for God for forgiveness, for a new direction, for something to change. And soon after that, I actually met my now wife, Stacy, who was a newly um, saved Christian on fire for God. And she just helped reignite that fire in me and invited me to church and I get to feel grace and forgiveness and what it meant to be forgiven and what it meant to be a true man of God and and just really helped ignite that fire and and just to to grow in a life of worship which is authentic and knowing that we have a God who's graceful a God that can make something beautiful out of something that's broken and Man, let me, let me tell you, this journey led us to a place of us dealing with our own grace and forgiveness. And we found a church named Outlook Christian Church in Reno. And it didn't take long for their worship pastor to know that I was a musician and he invited me on the team. And he kind of discipled me and I loved being in the background. I was the bass player. I would sit in the back playing the bass, and I just slapping loved... Slapping the bass? I was slapping the bass, man, and I just loved just hanging there, being in his presence and worshiping him for who he was, and then he, the worship pastor, just would continue to try to challenge me, continue to try to grow me, and then eventually over time, he would say, hey, why don't you try uh, singing a little bit on this song, and I was terrified. I was just I just wanted to be in the background, but he would continue to try to grow me and, and pull me, and, and eventually he... He was the only worship pastor there and he said you know what man i need to go on vacation i've been serving nonstop for like two years (laughs) and the poor guy just needed to take his family to disneyland and then he asked would you lead on a sunday and i remember saying bro i am i am not worthy of doing this like this uh, you know i'm not worthy of it i can't do this and then i remember he he looked me in the eyes and he said you know this isn't about you this is all about God. Mm, That's good. And that really was eye-opening for me because it helped me realize how worship, like there's so many things that, and there's a lot of subjective and personal opinion that we could apply to music and to worship. But that was really when I looked at it, I was like, you know what, this whole thing, this music, whatever, like it connects our hearts, but it's not about us. It is all about a glorifying, uplifting nature of praising our God and who he is. And so, I I said, yes, you know, God often calls us to places where we'll feel like we're in over our heads. And I said, yes, and was trying to be obedient to whatever God's call was. And then I just remember that first time of leading worship with that church. It just felt like this was the thing, like where I felt like I was hitting a wall before with music. I felt like this was the breakthrough. This is what I was made for. This is what God had called me to do, had designed me to do. And I experienced a level of connection and passion of mu- for music and and togetherness and community that I'd never experienced before doing music for selfish gain. And from that point my priorities and everything completely changed and God continued to call me and grow me. Me and Stacy ended up leading a young adult group at our church for a few years and we just got to see it blossom. Um, I would end up co-leading every week and then I would probably every Couple, maybe like once a month, I would just fully lead a Sunday, and just really got to experience what it meant to be a leader. And then our church, we would just meet in a middle school. We eventually moved into a, a full church building, and with that church, you may not know this, but there's a lot there's a lot of challenges behind the scenes with the church, especially with a staff and a building. I mean, you guys can relate, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> It's challenging, you guys, and stressful. And, and you know, when we moved into a building, we, we used to just be a set-up, very missional set-up, tear-down church at a middle school. When we moved into a building, we learned so many challenges and a lot of disagreements, and it actually led to our church being, our church leadership splitting. And, wow. And with it, some offenses were said because, in the end, church is still run by imperfect people. Yep. And with that, our worship pastor, and, in, and no joke, half the families in our church ended up leaving because of these offenses and we were put in a weird predicament where all of our friends have left the church and yet the church leadership has now said Weston would you be our worship pastor and every bit of our flesh every bit of our mind said no like we felt like we were caught up in the emotion of it even though it had nothing to do with us we weren't involved in any of the disagreements going on but every bit of our flesh said no and we just but we and we met with both sides of this story we were meeting with people to hear their opinions and blah 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 and then eventually stacy and i just realized we need to just take this to god we just need to surrender this to god He's the one who's going to give us our answer and when we did We just submitted and just really went after it in prayer. And y'all, I can't tell you enough of what happens when you really just make a very conscious choice to submit and surrender in prayer, the clarity that you can achieve and how Mm -hmm. he can speak to you. And when we did, even though every bit of our flesh said that we should say no, God made it very clear that the answer was yes. And we made the choice to serve at that church, even though again, all of our friends are gone and we made that choice to stay, to serve. This was my first time being a, a quote-unquote worship pastor, and yet it just felt like for all it was not what I was expecting. Not yeah. like this. It just felt kind of very strange and, man, d- very challenging. And I remember those first few months leading worship. It was like I had to get over so much of, of my own, my own um, opinion and it insecurities was too. I'm, in, I'm oh, sure. So so many insecurities. And, but just trusting in God's faithfulness and the call of perseverance. But then I tell you, like th- after three, six, nine months, the church started growing and we started blossoming in relationship. And all of a sudden, we started seeing so many new people coming and a lot more young adults coming. And, and it wasn't even something we were trying to do. We were just being faithful by being a church. And then all of a sudden, the team started growing and, and all of a sudden, I found uh, one of my dear childhood friends had moved back into town with the intention of trying to be a worship pastor and she started attending our church and then all of a sudden I was discipling another future worship pastor and then our, our teams, our church ended up growing even greater in the span of two years than it even existed prior to the split. That's awesome. And so we just witnessed, I tell you guys, when God calls you to something that you are feeling in over your head and it goes against your expectations, never doubt that he's in it and never doubt what he can do in it. And we, we just witnessed a, a thriving, beautiful church community and, and, and over time, you know, it, it was, it was a lot, it kept growing, but to be honest, it was a little bit tiring <laughs> on Stacy and I, we still had two full-time jobs. Yeah. Selling insurance, and you know, we wanted to put all our eggs in this basket. We wanted to go at ministry with every ounce of our being, but our church just couldn't make the room for it again. We're we were very missional, very still, so much with that's with that uh, almost set up and tear down mindset, even though we're in a building. And and you know, it was just heart week after week. And and we had some friendships and things too that took a little bit of a strain on us and the last thing we wanted was any kind of strain in our marriage and so we did still end up praying for we didn't know what it was going to be but we prayed god would you would you make a way for something we just need you're doing an awesome thing but we're feeling the toll like we're feeling like even though we're not filling up as much if that made sense it was almost like the well was empty and we didn't know what to expect and um we ended up kept hearing about this worship pastor position at a church. It's a youth worship pastor position at a church by my house. I said, no, we were always going to serve an outlook, but it kept getting brought up in my circles. And then somebody just said, man, really, you guys, I see how much you're doing. You guys should really consider doing this. Like it seems like it would be really cool for you. And then we thought, really? should we do this? And so then we, we said, all right, well, let's just apply. If it's God, he'll make something happen. If not, We love our church. We're going to keep serving because this is where we always imagined we'd be. And we applied for this church. Didn't hear back. Didn't hear back. And then all of a sudden we got an email from a guy named Greg Dalton in Enumclaw, Washington. He's
1: weird. (laughs) But we love him. We do.
2: And then we thought, so, well, apparently what happened was when I applied for this church, our information got uploaded somewhere and somehow Pastor Greg found it found us and the only way i can explain it is that god wanted us to come to enumclaw because we got we we came up here we met greg and he was just the right amount of nerdy which was a lot and that's that's the nerdiness that we prefer and but we just fell in love with the teams the community we got to just meet our church we got to see the area and we just asked god if this was meant to be just make it so obvious that it's a yes and he made it blatantly obvious that this is where we were meant to be and it seemed crazy but the position was offered we prayed for another 24 hours and god just said yes 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 and just like before with with outlook where god proved his faithfulness we said yes again to another crazy thing and uprooted our lives came here and in the last few years god has continued to grow us stacy and i and we feel like he's doing the same thing and mrcc now with our worship and we couldn't be more stoked to be a part of it
0: yeah that's awesome I mean, you fully uprooted your life. Like you lived in Reno your entire life.
2: Yep, our I re- whole lives. I
0: remember you saying that you came up here and vacationed though. So yeah. You had seen Seattle before.
2: The, the crazy thing is, Stacy and I would always say, like, we it, when we lived in Reno, we like loved the rain, and yeah. people thought we were crazy. But we were always, we were always drawn to Oregon. We would come up to Oregon and Seattle, and it is funny because we would always say, "Man, if we ever left Reno." we would probably go to the Northwest, probably probably Seattle area. It's funny because we would always say that. And so it was a little like silly and exciting to like see, whoa, we got an email from this town near Seattle. What is this about? Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. but You're and, here.
1: And, uh, you know, we had a, a couple of people that applied for the position. And <laughs> yes. I just remember very vividly because I was much more involved in the worship team back then when, when Weston first got hired, And um, I just remember vividly we had, uh, I think it was dinner or something at um, Mazatlan. Mazatlan. In Bonny Lake.
2: Bonny Lake, I remember.
1: And it was like, it was, it blew me away how little time it took. I mean, we're talking in a matter of just... a. A number of minutes that you could count on one hand before it felt like Wesson was just part of the team. Already. Yeah, he'd been here forever. It like he'd been there forever, and it was yeah. just so like just the way that you integrated into the team in terms of just your heart aligned with so clearly with what God wanted for our team and and all that. It was it was so obvious, and we were all just thrilled. It was hundred percent of fun that's the holy spirit man oh yeah and
2: i will tell you this is funny church because i remember that day and i remember we're driving into mazalan and i'm just like shaking i'm so nervous and stacy's like why are you so nervous like this is fine i'm like i'm about to meet like 20 strangers i need to somehow like connect and i remember i walked into a room and there's a big long table and it's like hello 20 strangers i'm trying
0: to remember (laughs) the day that we had that was that the same day that you played on the worship
1: yeah, yeah, I played the the next night. day. Yeah, yeah, or whatever it was. Okay, was it a Saturday night that we did? Yeah, that? I think so.
0: Yeah, and then you played the next day.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, and he wore st- he wore skinny jeans, and I was like, oh, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> hire him. I was like, skinny jeans and boots. I was like, uh, yeah, that's right. He's in. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So
1: uh, now with worship here at, at MRCC, what is, I guess, just a question that, that I'd love to hear the answer to is, what is one of the biggest areas that you felt like you've grown from just being a part of worship here at, at MRCC that you've maybe been challenged that you weren't at, at the church you were at before?
2: I would say the what's interesting, I would say that the culture was different. It's, it was like simultaneously, I would say MRCC culture was different and the same with what I was used to. The things that were the same was the family aspect. We came from a church that's very like the church is a family, very loving, very graceful, very connected with each other. And that is what I was so happy to be coming on board at this church and see that same culture existing where every single person who walks through the doors matters. And and that church should be a community. It should be a body together, connected together. And so I loved that aspect of it. Um I would say like it's just a different culture here in Enumclaw versus Reno Nevada and what I did love to learn is the importance of meeting people where they are yeah and that okay so like uh, you know I always say this too with every Sunday like every Sunday man if we could like do if I truly wanted to do all the songs that I felt like I wanted to do we would be like jumping and partying and rocking out and all that stuff because I'm just that kind of guy. But man, when God calls a leader to lead a flock, you got to meet them where they are yeah. first if they're going to build trust with you and walk with you. And so that's what I wanted to do. I remember coming on the team and I wanted Pastor Dallas who was before me. I would, I would watch what he was doing with his team, the songs they were doing, the style, who they utilized, et cetera and i wanted to try to maintain that because that's what our church is used to and and so i got to learn the importance of kind of meeting meeting the community where they're at and then building a trust because before i felt like i'd been i've just existed at outlook for so long that they just already knew me but having to do that with a you know with completely you know really just strangers and having to like yeah. be adopted into a big family but then w- what i did get to see and how god's kind of challenged me was that he kind of gave me a passion to lead our church into into engaging with the Holy Spirit more. And so, you know, God has always put um, John 4, 23, 24 in my heart. And that is that the true worshipers would worship in spirit and truth, engaging the mind and the body and soul in worship. That that is just what I've always envisioned us doing as a church is using our mind, body and soul in authentic worship And that when we worship, that we would encounter God deeply and like our hearts would be set on fire and that we would be meeting with God. And that is our desire for this ministry is that we want people to meet with God in times of worship. Yeah. And to worship him for who he is and what he's done in their lives. And it's all done in this creative response that we have in worship. And so I felt like I'm going to meet him, our our church where we're at. And I felt like we did that for the first year or two. And I feel like God is calling us to a place of something deeper, something more meaningful and more more out of our comfort zone, potentially with our church. And I know that it takes time and takes baby steps. Um, but um, but God's really teaching me what it truly means to to lay your own opinions down and to do what it takes to cooperatively lead. Cooperatively with the Holy Spirit lead the flock and uh, you know, I'm never perfect at it (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be he's the only one who who can lead perfectly Uh, But but i'm just learning so much in this process and it's all out of love.
0: Yeah Uh, one of the questions that I have that I would love to hear from you Uh is is why is worship so important? to uh, Our relationship with god
2: Man, that's such a good question.
0: It's kind of an open-ended question. And oh yeah. so
2: what the reason why I think worship is so important is just like with a good relationship or with a spouse or with a family member is you need to be honest with them and you need to be vulnerable. That's a big thing. If you're gonna truly see their heart, it takes vulnerability. Yeah, it takes laying down your burdens. And I feel like when we worship, there's something that happens that doesn't take place when you're just in conversation. There's something that happens when, you don't, when you're not just receiving information or receiving even a message or, or, or whatever. It is, it is active. It is an, you, you are now an active participant. Yeah. You're not a passive participant. And so when you're doing that, when you are the one who's standing, when you're the one who's singing out these words to God, when you're the one who's raising their hands or kneeling down and in wor- and surrender, you are being an active participant in how God is speaking to you in that moment. So you are now being vulnerable by doing the things that are, aren't, that you're not walking around naturally all day long, raising your hands and surrendering and whatever, or singing at other people. But in this moment, you're taking that conscious choice to do the things that's not maybe for, for some, especially isn't very natural to you. Sure. And in that way, I feel like this is the way where God can pierce the flesh and speak right to the heart in ways where we're just receiving a message or whatever. I feel like there's still going to be a burden there, but when we worship, there's just there's just something where the walls come down where the barriers come down. You are actively engaged with communion with your God and man, what an opportunity for repentance to admit our need for him. What an opportunity to receive and, truly grasps the fullness of his grace and love for us man it's just there's nothing like it and i've believe. i mean this is just it's important for just like with whenever and with me my marriage with stacy like there's times when whenever she's hurting sometimes it takes for me to sit down and to open up my heart to her to truly receive what's on her mind or on her heart and to know what i can do for her yeah i feel like that's what god wants to do for us that's so good so good
1: That's awesome. Um, Man, I know for me, you know, part of my story is similar to you in in the sense that the thing that really drew me into my relationship with Jesus was being challenged by the worship pastor, the leadership in the youth ministry to like, hey, you know, you can play an instrument, get up here. and, And I felt that same sort of, purpose in my because i was classically trained with piano growing up and i hated doing recitals and competitions and stuff i did I know, all that and i man. couldn't stand it i just i hated all of there's it there's
2: a lot of thing in music that is just not fun and
1: i just i figured it'd be the same when i got up on the stage at the church i didn't think i didn't have any reason to think it would be any different and i'm still a new you know kind of newer in my faith and not sure what's going on at, at this point but getting up there and just playing as part of the worship team and, and using that for worship felt so different uh, and it's because, again, it is more you're more vulnerable and you're you're actively participating in a state of, of readiness to receive whatever yeah. God has for you in that moment. And that's why I think it's so important. And it's been really cool to see um, the direction that our worship has been shifting into allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. Because you said it yourself. It's like we can never lead perfectly because we're yep. imperfect, but he can. And so when we create those moments for the Holy Spirit to lead us. He will lead us perfectly, yeah. In those moments, and so that's so important, and and I think it's awesome. We've we've had some some awesome moments, and I know we had the worship night recently. This was it was last Friday, right? Last Friday, yeah. And so um, it was awesome. Oh, I man. just want
0: I just wanted to get that out there before we even talk about oh. it. It was awesome.
1: I did not get the chance to go, and I'm I'm very bummed. But I saw some pictures. I heard some of Weston's um, comments and his heart on it. But uh, tell us a little bit about the worship night.
2: Well, man, just like you said, it's amazing what can happen when. You just allow room for the Holy Spirit to move because I'll tell you church if we can be honest just like we said earlier Sometimes it's stressful being in ministry and man. I I gotta admit going into this worship night I mean if you didn't know a a few years ago, we had a uh, worship night on Good Friday I think it was 2019 Mm -hmm. and Man, it's just we've been so used to doing our worship on Sunday mornings Which you got to fit into three services and it's like there's time constraints or whatever Plus you gotta have room to receive the message and so, but we just felt like there was a real hunger and thirst for worship in our community. And Good Friday was such a great opportunity with the focus of the death of Jesus on the cross. Man, it was such a good time of worship and reflection. And it was awesome. And then, so God just stirred up, man, we need to do this again. And so we had Good Friday 2020 in mind. And yeah. we all know how that turned out. Yep. <laughs> and then even with Good Friday of 2021. Did we do
0: something online for Good Friday?
2: Yeah. Oh, so in 2020... We got to do something exciting where we did back then. We did like a worship night over Zoom, and we got to record it. And so then we we did a little worship night over Zoom with kind of individual members of the worship team, and then we uploaded a little video montage of it all on Good Friday, which was it was kind of a fun and little creative thing to try to do in the midst because that was right at the start of the pandemic, and and so it was kind of cool to just be like, you know what, even though we're all isolated at home that's not going to stop our worship of god yeah and so that was a really cool unique thing to to see and be a part of and then we had good friday 2021 in our sites but then with all of the mandates and still and the gathering restrictions still put in place we just thought man it's just probably not the right time to do this and then this summer things opened up and so we thought you know what it's looking good and especially we should do a worship night outside because you know it's safe, it's outside, and it'd be so fun to worship God in like the midst of His creation mm-hmm. in beautiful Washington. And then getting close to the event, if you knew us, us pastors we went on a pastoral retreat. We came back. It was my birthday, and Stacy surprised me by taking us to Seattle for the weekend. And then right after that, my parents came into town. And when they came into town, my poor mother, she, her she had to put her little Yorkie down who was sick and that was their little baby. And that was the day before they came up and she had had
0: the the Yorkie for like 12 years. Yeah.
2: Yes. I mean, I'm telling you all it was, it was her baby. And so all these things just kind of came packaged together right before this night of worship. And I just, I gotta admit, I was feeling stressed. I was feeling underprepared. We had an awesome team, but there was, I wanted to be really ambitious with this event. And I had all these ideas of like a, a prayer tent and like active kind of like almost more creative other interpretation of worship that we could do
0: and ways to respond. Yeah. Like
2: response stations, all these things, but it just, man, it just, I just couldn't, I couldn't make it happen with all these things going on. And I just felt, I felt kind of disappointed in myself and I felt really stressed and anxious going into the event and really in over my head. And th- God gave me some peace and just be like, you know what? I think just a night of worship is going to be enough. Yeah. Oh, and then on top of it all, it said it was going to be cold and potentially rainy that day. Yeah. And so then we thought. Yeah.
0: And water and electronics don't mix. Nope.
2: Nope. nope. Yeah. And, and it had been smoky a few days before. So we just felt like everything's against us. Yeah. And so we were like, you know what? Worship must. The show must go on, so to, si- so to speak. And w- we just said, we're going to move into the sanctuary. Let's just worship together. Let's just make it simple. We're just going to worship God. You don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, This is what our community is hungry for. And so God gave me some peace in that. And then going, th- I just know I woke up the night of the event and I still I was like, why my heart is so anxious. My soul is so anxious. I just, it's been a while since we've done one of these. And I didn't know what the turnout was going to be because they just reinstituted a mask mandate, which came into effect a few days after. And so I just was felt so discouraged and then i man it's amazing how god can can bless you at just the right time i got a text from one of our worship team members who wasn't even part of the event but she texted me and said god's putting you on my heart this morning i'm praying for you and send you one of my favorite verses it's isaiah 41 verse 10 so do not fear for i am with you do not be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you and help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand and man let me just tell you that was exactly what i needed to hear in that moment and i just felt through the holy spirit god just saying just show up and just step out of the way yeah make room for me to move and and that's exactly what happened i mean we we got together as a team we practiced we did all that and even the practices sometimes like the first night we, we had some hiccups in here and there and so even that was a, you know, I was just worried that is, is this going to be, is this going to go smoothly? And then we came together and we practiced and it was just, it was like, whoa, like something changed overnight. And like God had, had, God had made something work. Something had clicked. And then I would just tell you, as soon as the folks came through the door, we just felt such a warm and loving presence in that place. And it just seemed like from the first note of the first chord of the first song, it was like, okay, we are in a completely different shifted environment it was, right now. It was awesome. And it was like God had prepared the hearts of every single person yep. who came through those doors and they were ready for an encounter with God. Yep. And we, from beginning to end, I mean, it was a night filled with scripture. It was a night filled with worship with new songs with old songs with hymns with uh, some spoken word even from our brother Dixon Harding who came and man it was it was just so impactful and so unique that it, it it completely opened my mind and opened my eyes to the need of worship in our community even beyond Sunday, And I just witnessed what happened when you don't try to put worship in a box, which yep. just to be honest in ministry, sometimes it feels that way when you try to fit things in three services and God comes through in such a big way in those, in those areas and on Sunday, m- Sunday mornings are so precious, but it was just so amazing to see what happens when you just truly just let God do his thing. And I've received word from many people who said, this is what God spoke to me. And I spoke to a member of our church just yesterday who said you know uh we have a friend who hasn't been in church in years and they just happened to be over at our house that day and we we're like hey we're going to a worship night thinking you don't have to come we'll we'll take you home but he said no I'll come and he came to the worship night and the very f- and then a few days later the first they were, came to their house again and the first thing he said is hey uh, so when are you guys doing another one of those oh, worship that's nights That's awesome <laughs> That's so cool and uh, he had uh, he had a big falling out with the church, and I'm just man. God met with people in such a big and unique way. Yeah. And and to me, even though I'm um, I know I was afraid to put this on in the beginning, I uh, God made it very evident that we need to be doing more of these at MRCC and soon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, which leads to the next question. You were going to say something, Brent? No, no. Oh, I'm okay. Uh, which leads you know to the next question or like segment, I guess is, is what are you excited about? What's happening in worship at MRCC? What are you excited about? Or more events, different things, changes, uh, anything that you want to talk about? Oh man. It's kind of like hot ones. This camera, this camera, yep, this camera, what yep. do you got going on?
2: Let me tell you what I got going on in my life. No, I, I just, I love where God is leading us in worship. I, I believe that God wants us to, continue to keep going deeper with him in worship yeah i believe he wants us to continue to learn what it means to worship him without a script without even to be able to worship god without having to look at the words on the screen to learn what does it mean to authentically worship god when i'm not being told what words to say yeah um and i believe he is doing that with our church and with our culture i believe he wants to utilize more of our youth in our cult in our in our worship teams and we're seeing that now you know if you've been to church the last few weeks you know we had a one of our staff members grace um, move back to california back to school but she did an amazing job with building up the worship culture Mm -hmm. at culture youth and and building a a, unity a community and a family there and that's over that's extending now into our sunday teams because man it's so awesome to use the whole body of Christ together on a team on a Sunday with worship. And and so it's so awesome to see some of our youth getting involved with with playing on Sundays and being part of the team on Sundays. Um, I believe God still wants to grow us in areas like our like our creative expression, even with the media and the lighting and the, the stage and all, all that stuff. Those are all just the little details. But most of all, I just really feel like God is calling us in a season where he wants us to grow more and trust with him when we worship more in his, in trusting him and his faithfulness. And with that comes with more surrender because there's going to be times in our life and we see it every single week here at MRCC where man, there's just so much sorrow or so much anxiety or depression that we deal with here and always will as long as the world is broken until his great return. But with all that, comes a need for surrender and and there's just something that happens when words fail when we just completely submit ourselves to god yeah and just let him work in our lives and let him make a move in our hearts because nobody can heal like he can yeah and when we make ourselves vulnerable and open ourselves up to him that allows him to seep through the cracks with his love and his grace
0: yeah that's awesome it reminds me of uh is i will worship you is that a hymn or is that a song
1: um are you talking that i will worship you no no i uh, will worship you always <laughs> now we're that's singing a
2: totally different song yeah no <laughs> <totally different. laughs> what are you talking about?
0: aaron gillespie covers it oh
2: yeah that's a hymn oh, it's a hymn yeah, yeah. It just, oh it's oh, so good
0: when i'm dancing i will worship you when i'm broken yeah. i will worship you. oh it's just so good
2: yeah Man, I love that too.
0: I know. I just listened to it the other day, and I was like, yes. I need to listen to this way more.
2: When I'm broken. Yeah, that's it. I'm trying to sing like
0: Aaron Gillespie.
2: Yeah. When I'm Good,
0: <sighs> good that's luck. My, that's my Aaron Gillespie I'll auto-tune voice. it so you sound
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Lesson <laughs> can do his own auto. That tour. was for you,
1: Church. You heard it here first. That was for you. Uh, all right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for yeah. this podcast. Um, hey, thank you so much for tuning thanks in. Thanks for having we, me, dude, Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Lesson. I, always I good love to this
2: church. I love this team. I love this staff. Man, MRCC. Let me just tell you, like, as just somebody who sometimes I just need to stop and just look at this church, and there's just something truly special happening here at MRCC with our church body, with our staff, with our teams. And sometimes I just need to stop and, like, and like pinch myself and be like, you know what, this is, like, so amazing and incredible to be a part of. God is so awesome and so good. Every now and then we feel like we're spoiled to be up here in Enumclaw. It's so beautiful. But we are so grateful coming into a place of, you know, where everybody was, like, a stranger to us to really feel like we're family. Yeah. And I really – I look to these guys, like, Tyler and Brent, and, like, they are, like, my brothers. And I love them so much, and it's so awesome to – just be involved in the MRCC family up here. And so it's a privilege. Yep.
1: And if you are listening to this podcast, you have missed Tyler's birthday and you should be sad. But you can text him a belated birthday text uh, if you'd like or call the office and wish him, get him a happy a, birthday. Get him a
2: pumpkin cream cold brew. Or bring no a pumpkin ice, cream. Double, uh, double that, uh, double that foam. You double guys, foam. guys know double me bro. so well. We do.
1: Thank you for tuning in and uh, we will see you guys next time.